TopplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still ah. busted, man. What the fuck? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 67 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Tyler. Brooks. Dan. And uh, it's been uh, a week. It's almost been a decade. We're supposed to... It's also almost been a year. Well, I guess we could do that. I'm sorry. Just jump straight to a decade. I'm sorry. I'm excited. an eternity. (laughs) That is what it feels like. (laughs) It has been... Sometime. Um, amazingly, we've been at this for like a year and a half now, something like that. Something like that. Uh, something. A year and a few months now. September, yeah. October, November, December. So almost a year and a half. Uh, Rounding up. Yeah. Um, well, I guess October. Yeah. So a year and three months. Um, God damn. So I thought that this would be uh, a good episode to... Uh, kind of look over our past year and uh as we're approaching uh the end of a decade i thought that we could look over uh our past decade Mm. and kind of think about how much we've changed in the past 10 years (laughs) so i'll start with this question where were you guys at the end of the year 2009 Hell. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) let me think. Uh, End of year 2009. I think... It's a long time ago. Yeah, right. (laughs) I had just finished my first semester of ASU. Um... I had just gotten finalized my divorce. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. See, Ooh. I don't have much that I can say here because uh, my life, I was just in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you can talk about your high school and add some like Riverdale style, <laughs> like drama and or angst. No, because nothing cool happens in high school. It was boring and I fucking hated it. <laughs> go with it felt that. Like, go with felt that. like being in a prison. <laughs> the Damn American education prison. system is good. Uh, Brent and I had a uh, had just gotten our first place. Right on. Yeah, that was an eternity. Uh, what about uh, jobs? Did any of you have jobs? Um, yeah, I think I still worked at Target at the time, and also had started at the. So I was working at Target, but I also had just started working at the same company that I'm working at right now. But I had, I got, I, I didn't work at work since then. I haven't been working at the same company that I am now since then. I got laid off from that company and then came back under huh. a different company. Then we got acquired by the company <laughs> that I worked for in freshman year of college. Kind of like what happened to uh, Jeff Gerstman um, from uh, uh, GameSpot. Uh, um, he was the GameSpot journalist who got fired over the bad review of Kane and Lynch Dead Men while the entire website was. Uh, paid uh, to be reskinned for uh, advertising Kane and Lynch Dead Men. 
So he got fired, started up Giant Bomb, and then the parent company of GameSpot bought Giant Bomb. That would be weird. The cycle right? of corporate acquisition <laughs> yeah, yeah, grows. Corporate cruelty. Yeah. And then he, then he gets fired. <laughs> yeah, right. That, not, fired. that wouldn't be funny, but at the same time. Yeah. The circle of life. Yeah, right. Because I think the AOL owned GameSpot at the time. May still own a uh, GameSpot. I can't remember. I don't. There's no way AOL still owns it, right? AOL's still a thing. It blows my mind that they still exist. AOL is still a thing in some capacity. I'm not really sure what capacity that is. Living but. on the not the old people that haven't canceled their AOL subscriptions for some internet from back have, in the day. <laughs> some people still have AOL addresses. It's crazy. Yeah, my mother. <laughs> yeah, I had one for a long time. Of course, I haven't received a. Uh, connect to the internet disc in about 30 years but neither have i how about you brooks did you have a job yes i had a job um i was working i think i was still working part-time at dollar tree with brent um and i was also i just started working with um at the community center for transitional homeless families that i was a part of the house of refuge i just started that job um and yeah i was doing that and going to school taking the bus everywhere i just noticed you're wearing a poncho (laughs) (laughs) wow why are you wearing a poncho (laughs) well i got it at goodwill welcome to the podcast tyler i thought it was a blanket and then i was like wait no your head's poking through it what's happening here it's my western (laughs) snuggie I did not have a job. I was too busy wasting my time getting an honors education for free college Clown. that I would never use. Yeah. I, I think in 2009, I had just gotten fired from Capital Newspapers, which was my first real like programming gig, like professional programming gig. Before that, I had been uh, a uh, an intern at a data center, and they and I weaseled my way into programming for them because they needed an app done and so i just did it as an intern and then they didn't hire me after my internship they wanted to their their programming head wanted to hire me and they didn't have the resources and so they uh, so they gave my internship ended and i started working for capital newspapers did you get paid at this internship yeah okay <laughs> but i was getting paid 13 bucks an hour Jesus. To do data center gopher work and uh, completely actually, no, write the data center's uh, uh, check-in process. That's actually not a bad <laughs> not a bad wage at that time. Never mind. I was like, <laughs> I was like hold on a second. This is 2009, buddy. <laughs> if you're making 10 bucks an hour, you're doing okay. <laughs> In the vein of unpaid terrible. internships, yeah. though, we got to start breaking hands of people who think that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, oh, so they just brought you in for the free labor and like, peace, bitch. Actually, all three of you are unpaid interns of Topless Robot. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we going to break Ryan's hands? <laughs> My hands are already broken. After I'm success. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get the hammer out of the car. Um... <laughs> No, no, it's the pasta maker. (laughs) (laughs) We stick his fingers into some pasta maker and just turn it on. (laughs) Ow. That sounds horrible. That sounds really terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I had a really horrible image of that. No. 
Oh, but like so, someone hasn't been forcefully subjected to the gore side of the internet. I, <laughs> well, that's correct. <laughs> or willingly clicked through a few rotten.com links. Nope. Nope, nope. Or the, seen, the classic. Uh, what was it on the, the offended article? And it was just a, it was a it was a whole crazy long list of pictures that started off completely inoffensive. And it was like, see how far you can scroll. And it was bad. The like, oh, wow. The it, it's, or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. But it, it I would, never heard about it this. It started off hella tame. And like, and then it would get like, yeah, kind of. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, mutilation. Like, ooh, cool. Yeah, it just kind of comes ooh, out of nowhere. That, that's where most people stopped. Yeah. Uh, in my younger years, I definitely clicked on uh, a few posts where uh, after seeing them, I was never the same again. I saw BME Paint Olympics back in the day. And that was like the. Thing oh, I yeah. hated seeing, and I never went back and willingly subjected myself <laughs> to those things again. Um, Federal Express officer has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why there there's FedEx here. I hope it's something that there's uh, no post on Sunday. Are they staying at the door, or no. did they, okay? They just dropped it off and walked away. Good. Yeah. Yet again, another podcast interruption brought to you by the man who orders a million things. Hey, I honestly I don't think also it. order a million things. <laughs> I don't think it's something of mine because I wasn't expecting anything. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, I was. Federal Expressman. But it's being delivered USPS. Uh, the, uh, also, I hate FedEx because they dropped off expensive gear at the, at the uh, mailbox at the street. Fantastic. Classic. Very, very classy. <clears throat> Posted a video of that on, uh, on my Twitter. <laughs> and uh, FedEx was like, oh, this this isn't what we how how we like to do things. It's like you don't say. <laughs> and even when I was expecting this with the uh, soundboard, uh, they ended up delivering it way late. Uh, and by way late, I mean several days after scheduled delivery. Uh, even and then when they finally did deliver it, it was ten o'clock at night. And dude comes up to the door. Instead of ringing the doorbell, yells. <laughs> drops it and walks away. <laughs> that's, so, that's such a thing that you'd see in like a goddamn like sitcom or something. Just let the neighborhood know, brother. It's like a John Hughes movie movie bit. It so really bad. is. Yeah. <laughs> like I kind of expect you to go on wacky adventures with this FedEx guy. Like he's like <laughs> he's probably swilling out of a you know, like a, a really jaunty flash. soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh the reason I wanted to kind of look back over uh the past 10 years is uh because I know at least for me it's been it like I'm drastically different and it, like in a different place now than I was 10 years ago. And it's really crazy to think about, you know, because like 2009, when you say 2009, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Like I I can think of movies and shows and video games that came out in 2009 that like I would still just like pop up and, you know, like I'm not used to having strong conscious memory of something like that 10 years ago, I think. in 2009. (laughs) Did you? Yeah, yeah, I did too. I did too. Uh, I got, I got an, I got an iPhone three when I started working for my buddy the following year, and that's when the smartphone game, yeah, yeah, yeah. took hold, and I was just, yeah, I, I got to keep going. At that point, I think I had an iPhone because I got an iPhone when the three G came out in two thousand seven. Mm. Um, I had an LG Envy, the the flip. Oh, I remember the, the Envy, the, yeah, the yeah. Keyboard, but you had a Sidekick, and- didn't you? 
I eventually no. did have a sidekick three, uh, which was awesome. That was in a time when smartphones like Android wasn't really a thing yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everyone had their own little OS that LG, was slightly Samsung. different. Uh, yeah, um, and the, it, yeah, it was it was all they were all bad. Like at the time, <laughs> to me, the one that I coveted the most was uh, uh, the Palm uh uh cell phone mm. um because it seemed to be the most feature rich uh and i for a while there i had a samsung blackjack uh, i remember those and uh, then i got the iphone 3g and then i had a blackberry and eventually had a t-mobile uh sidekick man i didn't know they had one called a blackjack there's an opportunity to crack someone over the skull with one of those. <laughs> Just, it was fill, like, a, fill a sock with a whole bunch of blackjacks. <laughs> the, the whole reason I got it was because I wanted the tangible keyboard because it had like a full full keyboard, like a, a you know nice. Yeah, keyboard. yeah, yeah. that was one hundred percent of what I thought about when getting a phone back yep. in the day. Same. It was, it was it had, I didn't care about features, because anything T9 like that. It was suck. just like, does it yep. have a keyboard? Because I don't want to do this T9 garbage. I want to have a full keyboard. Yep. That's all I did. Now, now uh, you know, those old people phones, like the Jitterbug, you know, they still use T9. Because I had to set jitterbug? one up. I had to set one up for uh, for someone jitterbug. that I, uh, one of my clients. Because <laughs> that's what they had. I was like, ugh. Wow. <laughs> what is this? I have to input the, ugh. I remember my first phone that I got that wasn't a, didn't have a keyboard. It was like a, it was a stupid smartphone. It wasn't a smartphone, but it was a phone that had a touch screen on it. It was the I don't even remember what this phone was. I had it for like less than half a year because it was the most horrible piece of crap <laughs> that I've ever had in my life. Like literally, you'd pu- you'd press like on the screen where where you're trying to hit like if you're trying to hit contacts or something and it would it would uh register the tap a full quarter inch above Oof. and to the right of where I tapped I'm like what is this garbage That's fucking rough it, yeah it was That's so bad, bad. and it's cuz I couldn't afford a smartphone at the time I didn't have I had a job but it was like super part time and only during summers cuz I was in college but I wanted a touchscreen phone at that time cuz it was the new cool thing you know I was yeah. like this is not the same I was still carrying around an MP3 player Yeah I was still carrying around an MP3 player I think player I had an well. iPod at the time Yeah I did have an iPod at the time by then, uh, I think I also had an iPod. I had a creative brother. Well, I, I had a creative. Um, I had this like little guy that had was like a two fifty six. Uh, so it held like what like I'm trying to think of how many songs that was. I think eventually I got a Zune. Did you? Yeah, Zune people. Yeah, <laughs> nobody likes. I can share songs on the go. <laughs> Nobody liked Zunes except for people who had Zunes. Well, I, <laughs> they convinced themselves yeah. that Zunes are really cool. No, I, no, no. It's better than an iPod. I shared Stockholm I, Syndrome not yeah. actually enjoying a product. I think I had won it. That's pretty good. If I remember right. And the iPod that I got, I got from... Uh, the fucking pyramid scheme that was uh, freeipods.com. Oh my god, I forgot about freeipods.com. Oh yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so did I. Yeah, that one was like 2003, 2002, Jeez. something like that. And it ab- absolutely worked. It totally worked. We got an iPod just hey. by getting other people to sign up. <laughs> so you were part of a pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I got an iPod. I don't give a shit. 
Let's hear it for old school multi-level marketing. <laughs> uh, uh, and hey, I they got the their magazine pages. subscriptions. <laughs> I, I can see, I can see the web pages now. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and then lap, that my like, laptop weighed eighty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that branched out into like I think they were giving away other things too, mm. like fucking uh, computers or some shit or laptops or whatever. But yeah, totally got an iPod. That's hilarious. Yeah. Did you ever go to those bid? I think there's still a few, one or two of them around now where you can like, they always advertise like, oh, $50 I, or iMac or whatever, like 50, like you just like ridiculously low prices. And it's like you paid for bids and you could go on there and you like. Oh, I've seen those. It's, they're, uh, they're called penny bidding. Sites. Penny bidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there's still a few of them around. They I tried do to do that for exist. a while in the early 2010. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was like. How do there's no way like one first off that's such misleading marketing because you have to pay for your bids and yes you might get that price at the end of the day but you paid for so many bids it just evens out yeah or you paid more for the freaking thing yeah yeah I remember those I'm pretty sure there are still some around I never uh, fell into that trap though I tried for like a little bit and realized i was into ebay for for a minute i was into ebay for a minute i got some weird shit because <laughs> it's me well so i mean it's unsurprising that i went through a i want to have swords phase oh of course you um, did. of course you did because i did yeah and i, got I still actually didn't phase. we in an early episode see the uh, the uh aftermath of the i want to stab the couch oh yeah stabbed that's the couch right. and uh broke a fan a ceiling fan with brent uh the ceiling fan was actually a rifle oh that uh, was a rifle okay yeah <laughs> same thing yeah i mean whatever <laughs> Which fucking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> Are you cringing? Cringe uh, at the past, Brooks. Cringe at him. He still exists in the multiverse. That, yeah, that's a, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, he's out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's an infinite number of Brookses across the time span, all stabbing a couch right now. <laughs> yep. Across yeah. the time, Brooks in the Brooks cube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is. It's the Brooks cube. You're right. Um, you see, the in this corner you have the Clintons, and in this corner <laughs> you have the Brooks. <laughs> it's so dumb. Um, what would you guys say has been uh, your highest point over the past decade? Ooh. <laughs> I've got a lot of low points. Can we go there? <laughs> yeah, Shall say, I make a weed pun? <laughs> it's like right around this time. Like, honestly, the last decade was fucking terrible for me. Like, I hated the vast majority of it from, from yeah, all the way up until I was like 24, 25. I hated being alive. So now I hate it a little less. <laughs> but that hate, like, I don't think it'll ever go away. <laughs> It's a part of you. It's a part of me. It's been a part of me for about five or six years now. It's going to stay. Yep. Um, for me, probably the high point, I, will, I, will, I am going to kind of piggyback on that just the last, last couple of years, of, other than the crushing defeats that I've also gone through. Uh, just honestly, this crazy group of friends that we've <laughs> accumulated around us here. Crazy? I don't know what you're talking mm, about. Exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> And that one one moment for me in particular just stands out. It was actually New Year's this last year, even though you guys weren't there because you ha- you do, do the grid. I was working. I did working. my own thing. Yes. 
Um, and I had 60 people in my house and I just looked around. I was like, every single one of these people I legitimately want here right now. And there are still more people that are not here that I want here. And it was just like, it was one of those amazing moments. Cause I, I we've, I've talked about it on the podcast before last year was really rough for me. Yeah. And then this year's not been great, but it's also not been as bad as last year was. Um, and it was just like one of those moments where it was like, you know, everything's going to be fine because I've got just amazing friends and cool people and they're all right here except for you fuckers. <laughs> well, he'll be there this year. Yeah. I will. Maybe I'll sneak away after the countdown. We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no party like a Tyler party because the Tyler party doesn't fucking end. <laughs> no, they really don't. You'll be partying probably until the sun comes up. Yup. Brooks, if I flip up that poncho, would there be another poncho under it? <laughs> no! <laughs> Damn it. There's just pants. nothing. Just fucking just wearing assless chaps. That would be amazing. <laughs> How about you, Brooks? The whole decade. It was the whole decade. It was an adventure, for sure. Uh, A typical positive response from Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the I, sunshine to my clouds. Silver <laughs> <laughs> lining in Dan's life. Oh man, no, it, it was, it was crazy. I, I ten years ago, I was just at a Bible college. Um, ah, yes, free. I, yeah, I. Uh, there was just this, like, I knew nothing about anything about the outside world. Just about. I mean, beyond. You're basic. I can survive on my own. I know to talk to people, blah, blah, blah. But just as far as like, it was almost culture shock because it was, it was so different, you know, and much cooler than, than it was made out to be. Cause it's always, you know, like, oh, well, you know, a bunch of evil people and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is rad. And I, you know, I didn't really have friends, um, save like Brent and, um, and my buddy Robert. Um, but it didn't take me very long to start picking up friends, um, as a weirdo. Yeah. I wonder why (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) as a weirdo eccentric type, but I mean, just over the last decade, you know, my mind has been changed about so many things that I just didn't comprehend or was told otherwise. Um, I've, I've done crazy things. I've, uh, ridden on top of, a. Uh, of a, of a like an army Hummer, you know, and like the turret, and got to swivel that around and shit like that. <laughs> I met one of my best friends sword fighting him. Um, <laughs> sounds straight out of a movie. Yeah, yeah right. Saying. My whole life has been a movie. It's 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 been amazing. Mine has too. It's just been a very tragic movie. <laughs> well, my movie will never be. Eh, it might make con. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Any of you seen uh, the movie Gummo? No. Yeah. My no, I have not seen the movie Gummo. <laughs> uh, it is probably the most fucked up film by uh, Harmony Kareen, uh, who did uh, uh, Kids, uh, which is uh, a difficult movie to watch. Oh, that one. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> Ever. I, I was going to make the joke that, yeah, my, movie, my life has been like a movie too. Gummo. Uh, but no. Yeah, it's man. Not funny when you actually. have to explain the joke. Right? <laughs> it super sucks to admit, but like if I think about it, we go back like exactly a decade. It it's just it was the start of all of the of all of the bad things I can think of that have happened to me. Like sixteen was when was when my uncle got stabbed to death. 
Oh, wow. Like, and that's just super downhill slide from there until a year and a half ago. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Life is cool. <laughs> Life is cool. Yeah, my my last decade has been ups and downs, you know, lots of moments. Uh, it, it's had a lot of interesting peaks when I was most down. Um and uh now it's just been up like these since i moved to arizona it's been absolutely ridiculously good so you know just so weird normally when people come to arizona it's just like that's the downhill slope time (laughs) no 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 no. that's what happens that's what happens when people go move to florida florida is downhill slope uh right Arizona is not so bad. Arizona's uh, Florida West. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. I would say Phoenix is parts uh, of Arizona the, are Florida West. Yes, <laughs> like uh, like Apache Junction. The <laughs> Phoenix metropolitan area is so large and it's diverse it that true. it's impossible for this to be like Florida. Yeah, you know, like it can't even be like you know Miami is probably the most populated city in in Florida. Would be my guess. I, I can't say that for with any certainty, but it would be my guess. It's the Miami sound um, machine. It just keeps attracting people. But like most metropolises, it's a a lot of people in a small space. Yeah, and here you've got a lot of people in a, a pretty big spread out space. Uh, so it's I don't know. I I think that people seem to. Uh, be able to deal with each other better when there's just enough distance <laughs> when you don't have to be right next to them all the time yeah. Yeah, when they're not shoulder to shoulder in their corporate slave ship like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, assist- <laughs> the assistant manager on the drum <laughs> you know you gave me a great idea <laughs> you found to look up craigslist drummers <laughs> How about uh, as far as uh, video games are concerned? Can you guys remember uh, any uh, standout games over the past decade that uh, you just got you fucking hooked? I love this because I was waiting 10 years for Devil May Cry 5 to come out, (laughs) and I fell in love with Devil May Cry 4 (laughs) 10 years ago. So the decade started with Devil May Cry and it ended with Devil May Cry. <laughs> a perfect bookend. But also a huge thing for me is in the past decade, um, I think because I developed that like that obsession with suffering because <laughs> I couldn't escape it, I started playing really hard games that make you suffer because like they were awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize how fun that kind of shit was. Like that's when I got hooked on like all the Dark Souls games and you know Neo fell in that time frame. So really like I that's that uh, that's been formative in how I enjoy media for sure. Hmm. You go ahead. <laughs> for me, I got I, I got a PS3 late in the game. I got it in 2011 during. Um, wow, even I had one. <laughs> yeah, it took a while. I got mine ten years X, ago. I was an Xbox guy. I was an Xbox guy. I was Xbox generation forever, and then I saw a uh, Black Friday deal in 2011. For a uh, for a PS3, and I was like, "Why not? Super cheap!" And the first games that I played on that were the Uncharted series. I think one, two, one and two were out at the time, or maybe three. Three might have been out at the time as well. And I just fell in love with that series. Yeah, it's the- been a trip watching video games kind of make this. Uh, and I would say this is something that's probably been over the past decade watching uh, video games 
uh, move more towards a uh, more cinematic experience. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like Uncharted was definitely, you know, at the forefront of that. I remember seeing the original gameplay of Uncharted at E3 and going... Mm -hmm interesting naughty dog the, the the dudes who did crash bandicoot yeah are doing this what the fuck there's no way this is going to be any good and then it came out and i'm like damn uncharted 2 is one of my favorite games of all time i i literally i put it in the top five i've played it through it like four or five times so uncharted it 2 is, the one where you get some more backstory like him as a kid and how he met yeah. sully and shit like yeah, that that's, yeah i mean they do it a little bit as they go every two three and four they all kind of do a little bit of it but, but yeah. there's like that one bit where you're young nathan drake yeah. like sneaking into the museum or something who actually now is that three that might be three i can't remember I if that three. was two or three that's, i think yeah. that's three but um, it's been a while now since I played it. But yeah, that series kind of that form was a formative thing for me. Like just I, I really latched on to storytelling in games, and like it was part of the reason why I really wanted to become a. Uh, I, I was trying to be a game designer, and like that was one that I just I wrote uh, I wrote papers about Uncharted Two because sure. I was going through and doing a game design degree, and I, I wrote papers about how just the how amazing the gameplay was, and how fan just that's the that is the shining pinnacle of what storytelling in games was for at the time. And, and you know, then instead you got a creative writing degree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and I didn't do history. a single fucking thing with and the video game. And it's a good thing. thing too, because yeah. Roger Ebert thinks that video games aren't art. That's true. Well, he's Whatever. also dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is his corpse going to say about it? <laughs> <laughs> just a screaming skeleton right now i'm noticing a trend now i mean you know uh roger ebert says video games aren't art uh scorsese says that uh comic book movies not aren't art or- does that mean that Sc- <laughs> scorsese is gonna die next yes <laughs> The video game industry is killing them off. One the second by that one. you act as a gatekeeper for uh, something so broad a term as art, uh, you can get fucked. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like that hasn't been happening forever. Ever since people have been making art, someone's well, that new thing you made. It's not the art that I make. It's not art, dude. Not yeah, art. like people. It's not art. Th- that there's that artist who just like <laughs> yeah. mounted a urinal. Yeah, and it, like it's a famous urinal that people like, oh, yeah. piss and show yeah, respect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's art. I'm not going to argue that. I don't get it. I'm not going to argue that I'm calling that art. Just like the banana taped to a fucking wall and how the person who bought it ate it. It's, it's all what? art. Commentary is art. So, yes, that banana thing is art. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or. <laughs> I just don't get how you can make the argument that superhero movies aren't art because there's so much art that goes into it so like each part of that is not art like all of the cgi is art like cgi is a form of art music is a form of art corporate art Mm. well and also the whole thing write scripts that's art like why is why when you put all of that together all of a sudden nope not fucking art because you're a fucking idiot scorsese you can't argue that anything is or is not art because art can be good and bad yeah that's exactly that's all it is yep so scorsese clock's ticking brother Roger Ebert. <laughs> Clock, Clock ran, ran out. out. Yeah, he, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he can hear you, Ryan. Yeah. And if you can, about? am I, I going to have to start reading? I know he tunes my worldview. Uh, so for... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, we skipped over him, so I wasn't sure when oh, we yeah. were coming back to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think 10 years ago I was playing... Um, I think I that was the... 
Yeah, that was the Christmas I got the PS3, so I would have only just had the PS3 for a little bit. And so I think I was playing Mirror's Edge and like Bionic Commando. Oh, yeah. Um, I love Mirror's Dude, Edge. Dude, Bionic Mirror's Commando Edge. Rearmed is the best. Yeah, well, so I got both I got both the remake of the original side-scroller because I, I was about Bionic Commando. If I remember correctly, they even tapped OC Remix for mm-hmm. the soundtrack to Bionic, Bionic they, Commando Rearmed. They did. Around that time, they did that, and then they, they did the uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo HD remake. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, and I, I still have it on my ps3 because i still have a ps3 <laughs> but uh it's it's just it's just been retired you know from the big games and is now playing in the minor leagues in my room so uh i'm still gonna be playing it because why not <laughs> <laughs> um but i think at the time let's see at the time though i was uh, I was getting tired of Mega Man for a second, <gasps> just because. Whom star you? I had been going really hard, you know, for a while <laughs> uh, since high school. Since I was like the summer, the, the summer before I turned sixteen was when I got into Mega Man. Was Mega Man really not considered like sinful contraband in Bible college? No, it was like. <laughs> like so uh, in Bible college when I was staying in the dorm uh, the previous year. Um, we, we were like running emulators and shit like that, like all the time. Uh, and stealing is sinful contraband. <laughs> they should have uh, cut your hands off. Uh, any, any game that has lives in which you get to continue is sinful because only the great Lord Jesus Christ has the ability to <laughs> resurrect. Yeah, I'm See that, saying having multiple TM. lives, that's a pagan belief. Sorry, dude. <laughs> o- only God can create lives. And so by playing a game with, uh, robots that have been created by man, that is, Yes, but we, we we cannot verify if those robots are are aware. I mean, the the Turing test is flawed, so a new one will have to be developed. <laughs> I uh, feel like you've had this argument before. <laughs> never, not one time. But I had this cool poncho. poncho. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, but uh, beyond that, though, I think I was just uh, I hadn't quite gotten into. Final Fantasy itself yet, I think. Uh, I had played Chrono Trigger, I think, the year before. The question was, what stood out to you over the past decade? Uh, I'm willing to Not say... Not what you were playing 10 years ago. Well, you know what? I took it there uh, because I am a trendsetter. <laughs> and you guys can talk about it afterwards. But I think over the last 10 years, um, I think that... I'd have Ooh. to say... Um, Maybe Sonic Mania? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. Oh, <laughs> I don't really know. And this is why I skipped you. No, there's like there was just so much stuff that I've played over mm-hmm. the years, but because I like I still see it around, you know, I don't think about okay, this was the the best because I haven't put it down yet. You know what I mean? Sure. So that is my answer. <laughs> Yeah, for me, uh, I think uh, there are the cinematic, uh, you know, things like Uncharted and and uh, Spider Man and mm. uh, stuff like that that have just really raised the bar in terms of presentation of gaming. But aside from that, you know, there's like visual fidelity and storytelling and and stuff like that is not all that that makes a, a game stand out to you. Um, one that took me a little while to warm up to is Binding of Isaac. Because it seemed kind of daunting uh, when it uh, first came out, and I didn't really understand the roguelike, you know, concept and stuff, and 
um, you know, I was confused by it at first. But over the years, it's really, really grown on me. Embrace impermanence, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 um, took, it took me a while to warm, warm up to roguelikes, too, because I spent so much time in old games just collecting stuff. Yeah, right. And it's like, okay, I'm not worried because this stuff, I'm going to have this stuff when, you know, when I die. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. heaven changed. Um, <laughs> then the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> Probably, I think, the most important thing to happen to games over the past decade is the rise of indie devs and oh, the giving Wii them a lot more power and, and uh, agency as developers and, and giving them more access to end users Oh yeah, uh, through digital distribution. Like We've seen some of the best and some of the absolute worst Trash. Come, come from that. But honestly, like... So much has come out of indie devs that is comparable to AAA studio titles. Like I'd say, Dead Cells is comparable to a to a AAA studio uh, yeah. title. Did you, you ever play forget. any of the early builds of Dead Cells though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It used to be cursed, but they got a lot. I mean, better. it was rough, but it was still fun to play. Yeah, through. absolutely. But like they got it got beefy over time, and it yeah. was really good. Oh, absolutely. They tightened it up real well, and they listened to their community extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another great thing about having indie studios is their ability to focus on their community feedback is significantly greater than that of the hierarchy allow, you know, that's in a triple A studio title. Yeah, they're too bloated for that. Yeah. Um, unless something just absolutely goes completely fucking wrong mm-hmm. and then they have to take a year or so to get the fix out. Mm. Um, the but the ones that like really stood out to me over the past decade uh have got to be like binding of isaac um oh the uh uncharted on vita was fucking magic to me like when the playstation vita came out that was a magical moment hell when the psp came out that was a magical moment so a lot of the games that came out on those systems were just like mind-blowing to me like you mean I can play Wipeout and it looks this good on a handheld? And that was... Especially considering all we had gotten to that point was Game Boys. Yeah, <laughs> right. And Game Boys, so just even... even. And that's not to say that the Game Boy Advance wasn't a marvel no. of, of you know technology But it was a time. different style of visual artwork and visual presentation. I swear, on if Sega had stayed in the game for longer and been a stronger competitor to the Game Boy, that then we would have had things like the PSP and like the Vita much earlier. Yeah, it would have forced them to develop harder. Exactly, because Game Boy had shitty graphics and lived well on into the late 90s. Uh, The Game Boy Advance didn't come out until 2000, 2001? I think the year 2000. And that, you know, like... That was just Super Nintendo graphics, which had come out a decade prior. True, yeah. Although I will admit a lot of the the games developed specifically for the Game Boy Advance had much better sprite work. Oh, yeah. There were some gorgeous, some of the best sprite work of all time on the Game Boy Advance. You know, the the, the Mega Man Zero franchise. Oh, God. And that that looks amazing. And uh, same with the uh, Metroid uh, Mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Metroids that came out on the Game Boy Advance were fucking incredible. The Castlevanias. Fire Emblem had great sprite work. Like, it was awesome. Fire Emblem was gorgeous. But you could always tell, uh, even like in Emulator, uh, that it's a Game Boy Advance game because of the low res. Solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, your sprite work may be gorgeous, but it's taking up a very big part of that screen. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. 
But yeah. Um, Speaking of Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. in the last decade, I fell, I fell in love with it probably before then, mm-hmm. but I witnessed its rise, its fall, and then it rose again. <laughs> <laughs> On the third day, Fire Emblem the Savior was born. I'm trying to think when... Oh, um, I got into JRPGs. Oh, yeah. I got into JRPGs. I mean, old ones. I got into sure, old sure. Ones. I spent a lot of this decade going backwards and just because I could, I had the yeah. means to. And because... Well, I, you had to. Yeah, a lot of it yeah, was it's cheap. All stuff that you didn't yeah, have growing up. Yeah, right? stuff I didn't have growing up and suddenly it was like, I can finally play anything I want. I'm going to go for it. And I got into so many games, but they were just old games. Um, but I, I think as far as like, uh, I think what my... One of those wow moments. Uh, I think my favorite one is probably Hyperlight Drifter. Oh uh, yeah, when I got yeah. that, I'd seen it, it. It you know it looked cool, but I saw it on some like like little screen YouTube video or something like that on my phone or or whatever. And then when I finally got it, I remember it was just I had the room set up nice, you know, like because at the time I had some like cool LEDs in my room, and I was just like I had everything going, plugged it into my stereo, and I was ready to go. And it just like washed over me how all this color work and just the nostalgia that never existed for th- this kind of thing. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Uh, one of the uh, one of the biggest uh, Kickstarter successes of the Kickstarters that I've backed. I'm still waiting on delivery for a few of the, the kickest the Kickstarter that ever kicked. Um, I donated to one Kickstarter. It blew up in my face and I never did it again. <laughs> I, I, I did one. It was for the coin credit card. Oh yeah, yeah. And by the like, I did it before they had Samsung Pay or Apple Pay. Yeah. I was like, that's cool, and it just <laughs> it never <laughs> delivered. And by the time, like, I was like, I I was waiting for it, and by the time that it was getting ready to ship, I had Samsung Pay. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't need you anymore. I canceled my pre order, and <laughs> so I've I've set up some personal rules for for backing a Kickstarter. Uh, one, especially when it comes to video games, never expect it to deliver on time. The, their delivery window is not realistic and it's not going to happen. Sometimes it will be delayed by months and sometimes it will be delayed by years. I'm still waiting on a, a game that is actually still in active development by one person that I kickstarted in 2014, 2013, Holy maybe wow. yeah, around there. What game is this? Uh, Radio the Universe. Um, and it's a gorgeous game, and he has continued to show uh, uh, progress. Uh, but he's a one one person working on it. I guess that makes sense. And uh, so it is actually coming out in the coming year. Uh, he has created an IndieDB page for it, and it's getting listed on Steam. So he's like getting. He's been working with testers for the past few months, so it's actually seeing a release. Hell yeah! But many years after, like I fell in love with what he was showing off. So I'm very excited to finally get to play that. Um, so never expect it on time, especially with video games. Um, only if uh, you're backing equipment or technology, like something tangible. Yeah. Only back the Kickstarter if they have another product on the market. Because it shows that they can bring a product to market. Yeah. Not just, hey guys, I've got this idea, and I know how to put together a fancy Kickstarter video and make it look like I am a a fancy CEO who knows what he's talking about. Drone shot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I understand, but there's just so much heartbreak. Like, I'm still, (laughs) for for many years now, 
I'm waiting for the one Kickstarter that I wish would always come true, and that is The Magical Realms of Tirnanog, Escape from Necron 7, Revenge of Kukulin, the official game of the movie, Chapter 2 of the Hoops Barkley Saga. <laughs> <laughs> is that the Kickstarter that you backed? No. Oh, okay. Um, what is the Kickstarter that you backed? Uh, it's not. It's it was music related. Um, it was. Uh, <clears throat> I don't even know how to describe it. It doesn't matter anymore. It, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. It's it is, it is but it, dust. It didn't make it to like the second stage. You know, like it was just done. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, the, while they were trying to salvage what was going on with it, the uh, the guy who was in charge of it died. So. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So that. And I was in like direct communication with him because I donated like a I donated like a hundred bucks, which for me at the time was an insane amount of money. And uh, he was just like, "I feel really bad. Like we're trying to get this working, and we just mismanaged our money really like poorly." Yeah, I was like, "Cool, I whatever, man. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, so no refund. No, dude. Abs- no, yeah, it's gone <sighs> into the ether. <laughs> Dust so, in the wind. Uh, that's something." Um, uh, Kickstarting or, or crowdfunding is something that we've seen happen, like just rise uh, over the past decade uh, for better or worse. Uh, so yeah. we can all help fund Aaron Carter's Keep Me Alive campaign uh, because <laughs> apparently his family is trying to kill him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, according to him, and he, his real estate agent Wait, won't let Aaron, him sell his house. Aaron Carter, as in Aaron Carter who dunked on Shaq? Yeah. As in I Aaron think, Carter okay. who's probably still wants candy. Aaron Carter, the rapper. Um, hey, I he, loved I Want Candy. He, uh, he thinks uh, that uh, his real estate agent won't let him sell his house because she's in on the, uh, in on the plan with his family to kill him. We, we, need, we need to get a dramatic like, uh, like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah, something like that, you know. Like the one. No. <laughs> it's not quite what we're looking for. It's totally what we're I looking mean, that for. That works for Aaron Carter. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm so glad I'm not th- like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you didn't dunk on Shaq. <laughs> um, it, it's he it, it just has PTSD from dunking on Shaq. <laughs> no, because Shaq dunked back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Off camera, he just. Just annihilated him with a basketball. It was <laughs> almost a chaos dunk. But not um, quite. The next chaos dunk will happen if Barkley 2 ever comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jim Guyton. Uh, I love that we live in a world where these things can exist. Oh, you mean a society? We live in a society. We have definitely seen memes hit their critical mass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, memes... Oh man, there are ten-year-old memes they still laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to Google ten-year-old memes. I want to know just just to I'm see to what because I can't think of what was you know active back then. Like Weeble was still a thing ten years ago. Yes. So there was Uh-oh. always oh whoops, uh, there was always uh, the. Uh, um, look at my horse. My horse is amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never thought that was funny. Really? I thought that was so fucking stupid. Give yeah. it a lick. Ooh, it tastes just like raisins. That one went right that. over my head, dude. Yeah, ultimate 
showdown of ultimate, ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny over a decade old. I hate that one, but that's Lemon I Deep. hate it. Yeah, that's not Weeble and Bob. Th- there's I wasn't just something it about it that just makes me just lash out in in anger. <laughs> All right. I think it's because I went to a lot of parties at this time, and this and people were just playing this on shit. Do you have an Apple TV? Honestly, it's, I, it's not an old one. I do a Google search for ten year old memes, and I get memes for ten year olds. <laughs> Fortnite, I'm gonna Fortnite, be put on a list Fortnite, for Fortnite, this. Fortnite. <laughs> uh, so Damn. those Rage comics are about a about a decade old now, aren't they? Those... What I what I did find is 16 memes that will turn 10 in 2017. So they're now 13 years old. Cool. I like turtles. I like turtles. I like turtles. Yeah. I, I still I still reference that one. Uh, leave Britney alone. <laughs> I uh, still do that one too. Holy shit! Leave Britney alone and I like turtles. Were the leave same year. Britney alone. Didn't, didn't get that one either. Uh, what what in the butt? Infinite what, dab what in the butt. I said what what. Uh, oh, the, Miss Teen USA South Carolina uh, Carolina like such as. <laughs> I remember her. <laughs> how would you solve world hunger or something like that? <laughs> she just keeps saying like such as like, like such as things. Uh, oh, how appropriate! Crank that soldier boy. Dance is uh, <sighs> 13 years old. Charlie bit could me. have gotten the soldier box launched for the 10 year anniversary. <laughs> uh, the soldier boy. Soldier boy. Dramatic chi- uh, chipmunk. That's a, that's a good Prairie that's a dog. One. That's a great one. Uh, don't tase me, bro. That, that's 13 years that's old. I haven't thought one. of to- don't tase me, bro, in so long. <laughs> oh, wow. Chocolate now rain. that I think about it, yeah, chocolate rain. Man, I remember chocolate rain. was a good year for chocolate memes. Chocolate rain. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. 2007 was not too long after YouTube went public. Daft Hands, yeah. the harder, better, faster, stronger hand dance, yeah, where they yeah, have yeah, yeah. bits and pieces of the uh, uh, lyrics on written on their hands, and it's. I had been into Daft Punk for a year, ten years ago. Disaster uh, Girl, the girl uh, looking slyly at the camera with a house burning in the background. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rick yeah. Rowling is 13 years old. Oh man, I, you know, I participated in a in an onstage Rick Roll once. We got uh we, we got our buddy Kevin on stage. The uh, I I conspired with Adavant at one of their shows cuz they're going to play some like old songs that they the, uh that were popular with the fans that they hated. Uh <laughs> and in so we called uh we got Kevin up on the stage to play his favorite of their old songs. And instead, I jumped out wearing the outfit that he had <laughs> in the music video, uh, and we rickrolled him. I almost got decked in the. I almost got decked in the face. It was it was awesome. Um, I do love the the uh, creativity with rickrolling over the years. People I went to great lengths. Yes. I was rickrolled by Jonathan Colton at a live show. <laughs> really, uh, he was playing uh, Mr. Fancy Pants, which he has this beat machine that he uh, uses to in order to play it. And just all of a sudden, in the middle of the thing, he just hits a button, and and you just got a little whiff of never gonna. And he just kept going, and then he'd go back to it and let it play a little bit more, and go back to it before it's just Rickroll. That and son of a bitch. Did it? It like reinvigorated Rick Astley's career. Hello. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I well, he performed the song live with, with Foo, Foo Fighters. Fighters yeah. yeah, Foo Fighters. Uh, here are the top memes of 2009. Oh boy. Oh, here we are. David after dentist. Oh yeah. Is this real life? Is this going to be forever? <laughs> uh, 
Susan Boyle. Oh That's yeah, not a meme, is it? Yes, no. she is. She's a living meme. But she has a forty-seven-year-old Susan Boyle appeared on Britain's Got Talent and mesmerized the audience and the judges with her jaw-droppingly awesome voice. Once the video hit uh, YouTube, the rest of the world took notice and a true phenomenon was born. With an estimated 100 million views in the first few weeks, Boyle's performance is one of the top internet video phenomena of all time. Sadly, we can't embed the fantastic debut, blah, 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 uh, from uh, Les Miserables. But, yeah. Money. Uh, United Breaks Guitars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That happened uh, 10 years ago. Uh, Three Wolf Moon t-shirt was 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love those. (laughs) Uh, Baby Dancing to Beyonce, uh, which I'm not familiar with. I think Neither am I. That sounds like something I hate, though. Uh, Jill and Kevin's Wedding Dance. No. I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but it's fucking stupid. Uh, oh, Christian Bale going off on uh, on uh, the dude on set was uh, going on my set. Uh, Balloon Bale? Boy was ten years ago. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! I haven't thought about Balloon Boy. I in a forgot long about time. that. What about um, was Neon Cat already a thing? Mm, or was that a couple years later? I think that was a couple years later. I'm pretty sure that yeah. was. Probably 2012. It was post or uh, Keyboard Cat. Oh, yeah, much post I'm listening to Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat. cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kanye West at the VMAs. I'm going to let you finish. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, yes, when I first heard of Kanye West in my life and realized he was always a piece of shit. Oh, for uh, me, it was his graduation album and his collaboration with Daft Punk. My, uh, the first time that I ever heard of Kanye West was during the post-Katrina uh, streams. George, uh, when, George Bush doesn't care about black people. When he's on screen yeah. with Michael Myers and says George Bush doesn't care about black people. And Michael Myers, like, just... Keeps going and then it kind of like catches himself and looks over. Like it's it, it's such a delightful moment to see. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. And damn. yet that man is now a big trumper. We <sighs> uh, turned silver. Kanye West doesn't care about black he's people either. Insane. Yeah, Kanye, he's Kanye West cares about Kanye West. Care about, uh, yeah, like the silver thing. I, I want him to fight CeeLo Green as gold Dr. Doom Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. 2007 seemed like a better year for memes than 2009. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2007 had some classics. I don't know, man. David after dentist is a that pretty one's classic. Really good. I've never that whole style of meme. Don't get it. Really? I've never enjoyed just watching people do stuff unless they're getting hurt. Like, <laughs> well, so I like the idea that this child is in a post. Uh, anesthetic state, which I, I've been in, and it's confusing as yeah, it's, fuck. It's Great. weird. <laughs> and it is worried that this is going to be the rest of his life now. Yeah. Like, it's it's this combination of, you know, seeing someone who's fucked up and uh, the innocence of a kid. And, like, those two combined entertains the hell out of me. Yeah. I guess. Pretty much any meme that can be classified as cute in some way, I'm just like, ugh. You, if, you, if you think about it, Dan, it's terrifying. technically that kid is getting hurt psychologically. He's having an existential crisis. He's not even going to remember <laughs> anything he said anyway. <laughs> Unless he watches the video again, which I'm sure he was forced to oh, for over, most of his over, life. Over, I'm sure. Oh, you're the kid from the, from the video. Yeah. <laughs> 
He either fully embraced it or he he rejected it. Yeah. He either fully embraced it or went the uh, young Anakin. What's uh, young Anakin's actor's name? Um, oh, I can't remember that kid's name either. Oh, oh, Jake. Um, um, Jake. Jake. Wow. I had it for a second. Gyllenhaal. Not Jake no. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> nope. But yeah, you see what happened to him after Star Wars? He became a no. criminal. Um, he, oh, did he? He had a he he basically broke. <laughs> he robbed a bank. He got super addicted to drugs. He was, I mean, basically his whole life was made a living hell because he'd go through classes and every Jake Lloyd. Jack, uh, yeah, Jake Lloyd. <laughs> you mean the it. star of Jingle All the Way? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd go through classes and people would make fun of him for being the one that ruined Star Wars. So Oof. he had a mental breakdown. Oof. And I mean, now, and I think he's in jail right now. Let's be fair. It was a team effort. It was not just him. No. Did it he was, ever take any it was drugs Jar Jar. It's working! <laughs> <laughs> or he's sitting there after a bender. <laughs> I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we just do prequel memes now? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no. Nope. 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 Ain't happening. Uh, we saw uh, VR come to into our homes just in the past few years. Yeah. I can only imagine, like... You can play Doom on your fridge. <laughs> I did have one other thing... Yeah, yeah. You know, I preferred when when memes hit their surrealist phase, which I think we're still part of right now. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. Are we gonna have different meme generations, like art, artistic? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's what art do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to see what these generations get named. Like, I want to know. <laughs> The surrealist phase of memes. What I guess the two thousands, two thousands would just be like the beginning or something. I don't know. <laughs> Accidental. Well, I mean, I mean, you have your your pre internet memes like Frodo lives and obey. That's right. That's yeah. Right, that's right. Anyways, go ahead. Ryan. And kill Rose um, here. I am very excited to see where uh, technology brings us in the not too distant future, considering like how young VR is. You know now. Uh, now we can and how far it's come in that time. Absolutely, it's gotten a lot better, a lot quicker than I was expecting it to. We can like, use <laughs> v- VR to realistically, realistically shit in bathrooms at one point only afforded only to kings and heads of state. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that would be amazing, actually. Like, like <laughs> VR shitting, just like v- VR shitting, and they're like realistic representations of <laughs> different bathrooms of a and Marvel palaces. Like, <laughs> as there's a wizard fighting a unicorn over there, you <laughs> You're know, pooping on the moon. <laughs> as somebody We're pooping who on the moon. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> we carry a poop knife. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Gris. Gris. As uh, as somebody who played an obnoxious amount of games like Trouble in Terrorist Town and Prop Hunt, seeing that the, that's a thing on VR now, I wish I knew more people who had VR headsets because the idea of playing like Prop Hunt VR with people sounds incredible. I just want to play Prop Hunt. I've never played it before, and it looks like so much fucking it, fun. It's a lot of fun. And I don't know, like, especially now that they're they're changing the way that guns work in these games, where you can actually, like, you can spin uh, the chamber of a revolver 
And if it doesn't have enough bullets in it, you can fire blanks until you get to it. Like watching people act, watching people play Russian roulette in VR, like in a prop hunt <laughs> game, will make me laugh literally every time <laughs> because it's a fucking video game. And you watch people start panicking, like they start getting nervous, like they start shaking their hands, like the revolver starts flopping around. It's like, Ooh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and what? Just hearing the gun go off and watching a like a shitty VR model just crumple onto the floor. Oh. It's great. Yeah. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it's hilarious. No, I'd, I'd, I'd give that a shot. I'd give that a shot. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what do you, is there anything that any of you hope like will happen in the next 10 years? So by 2030, uh, I hope that we, um, well, I mean, there's that super long, like longer than this poncho, a uh, list of things that need to change. Sure. But as far as like speculative fiction is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to see, uh, see all the things I want are just like normal, regular things. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't think of flying cars anymore. Cause that'd be dumb. <laughs> Cause I'm, you, you got to think about it. We're now past Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. We're, 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 we're past Blade Runner. Um, we could, get into i mean if if it ends up like like neuromancer that'd be awesome and creepy than bad at the same time <laughs> because i mean we're just kind of we're we're like corporate dystopia we're like almost there you mm-hmm. know? like we have the 13 degree toilet which will be a luxury model for compared to the ones in the future that will be like 14 or 15 and will occasionally like not work <laughs> just it'll be on or they'll shock your it'll ass toilet you for too long <laughs> yeah. It'll be toilets that uh, basically invisible toilets where you'd have to waltz it in order to poop. <laughs> Gross. Or they'll just be like a funnel up your butt that just feeds into a machine. Yeah, you know, you just uh, get to work, you plug in. <laughs> yeah. Boom. <laughs> that's the noise that Boss we make, too. No. <laughs> no. I make it down. That's why I shit on company time. Would it be a flume or would it be more of a... <laughs> Boom, and they're transparent too. <laughs> you're, just, you're just talking about getting a colonic. Like, it's the colonic machine at work yeah, really for is. productivity. <laughs> oh. Oh, my, uh, one of my longstanding dreams, and I still don't think that's even reasonable the next decade, is like. Uh, is full full VR like uh, like, like, like that has that has resistance and yeah like yeah. feedback. I want that so bad. Haptic feedback yeah. in VR would Considering be amazing. I I want to be able to get in a sword fight in VR and actually get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone to hit me with a hammer. And I want to fall over on the floor. Like, <laughs> I mean, we can do that right now, Dan. No, but, like, but not actually break all of my bones. Like, just cause me enough pain that I'm like, oh no, I give up. <laughs> um i think i mean honestly at the rate at which it it has already grown we i are, would not be are. surprised if. I, if i said if i said a more reasonable expectation it would be that within the next decade i hope that hand controls for vr develop to a point where they are able to have resistance on your hands when you grab things sure i think that's a more reasonable expectation i want to get to a point where i can uh get haptic feedback to uh you know uh, feel the texture of virtual uh, that would be awesome that would be amazing yeah and i mean we've seen that that's already feasible 
from a very rudimentary standpoint, if you look at, uh, they had that technology where the the camera will read something and then it's got like pegs that rise and fall. Yes. To yep, simulate yep. what mm-hmm. it's seeing. Um, so for example, like if you put your hands in something and they had the ball on top of the pegs, you could lift the ball and move it around yep. uh, from, from a distance. So we're close. We're going to be there. Yeah. Um, I predict that, uh, we will see more strides in, uh, towards quantum computing, uh, because, uh, recently they were able to, uh, flip a bit on a, uh, chip and have it, uh, uh, through quantum entanglement, re- uh, reflect on, on its, uh, partner on a separate chip. Yeah. I heard about that. Chip. Uh, so that's a major development towards quantum computing. Uh, which I, even if it's something that we achieve in the next decade, I don't think it'll be in homes in the next decade. Oh, it certainly won't, no. Uh, no. But uh, it's still something that's really exciting. And then Quantum Leave. I love that show. I don't give a fuck. I really want to see the, in terms of, if we're going science future tomorrow shit, I want to start, I want to start seeing more, um, commercial class trips to other planets like the moon or mars kind of like i mean they've already kind of started doing that or like it's only for super expensive or only for super fucking rich like people. those little space trips that they do yeah 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 yeah, yeah but see that become more of a thing i don't think it'll happen in the next decade but it would be cool if we got start seeing more steps towards that being yeah, that would thing. Be very cool. the idea of just being able to go into orbit is fascinating to me like yeah. be, being able to go far enough and out some far enough out some Somewhere that you don't have to like being a zero gravity environment and, and not a fake one, like not a fake one where you're like, oh, it's simulated zero gravity. Like, no, a real, a real one. It seems crazy cool. And I think that experiences like that when felt firsthand can be and, and would be uh, a it would completely change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing to see pictures of, you know, the earth and stuff like that. But like that will give your brain fully new information and having experienced that thing and change the way you think about things. And also, hopefully, if more people were able to experience something like that, they'd be more inclined to encourage space exploration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead right. of going, that's dumb. Science is for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, United States government uh, that's currently in the uh, d- dumping, <laughs> dumping nerds books, you know, all at once with budget cuts and... <laughs> It always it still makes sorry to get political here for a second. It makes me laugh that they cut NASA's budget, but then they're like, you know what's a great space, idea? Let's space space Force. Let's militarize space, yeah. not explore it. Yeah. We do not want the Starship future, uh, Troopers future. We... I'm really surprised that uh uh he announced Space Force but not Space Amazon Prime. Like I figured that that would be more the realistic direction that they'd be going. Honestly, yeah. You need to have <laughs> consumers in space before you can sell to those consumers. <laughs> It doesn't necessarily mean that your package can't travel through space on its way to you. Yeah, but that wouldn't make it any cooler. Yeah, it would. You could say everything that you own is from space. From <laughs> Order space. some toilet paper. It, it was in space. The new, Amazon's, the new shipping lanes. Amazon builds an orbital elevator to a floating factory. <laughs> Where they have an orbital cannon that shoots all of your packages to you. <laughs> But the orbital cannon was hijacked by cyber terrorists, and now we have 14 hours to stop them. Or they're this going to- is Christmas 2065. If we don't stop them, they're going to bombard the Earth with all of the space trucks that Elon Musk developed. I mean, considering he shot his personal roadster into space, that's probably what he's going to do with the unsold Cybertruck inventory. 
<laughs> you know what? Fuck it. That's the new. That's their new disposal. It's 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 the new Mars rover. The new Mars rover gets thirty-seven miles to the gallon. Um. So we have come to the end of the episode. Um. I obviously one one hour podcast is not going to wouldn't be enough to really reflect on on 10 years worth of shit yeah uh but i think that we can all say that uh the past 10 years have uh changed us and and have you know been pretty dramatic uh in a number of different ways i am reborn and uh completely different people than we were 10 years ago yes i still remembered what it was like to be happy And it was, uh, it's been fascinating to watch technology and gaming and technology grow over the past 10 years. I'm excited to see what the next 10 years hold. Me too. Yeah. Uh, both, both personally and uh, in tech. I want to get in a sword fight and not die. That's all I want, <laughs> you know? I mean, they make sticks for that. No, it's not the same. I've been in many sword fights and not died. Not a real sword fight. <laughs> wooden sword <laughs> they were from the renaissance festival <laughs> well on that note uh from all of us here uh at the topless robot podcast happy new year happy holidays and we'll see you in 2020 Merry Christmas. bye bye Uh, Luke, it says I'm locked out of my account again. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hey, I'm Bert from The Burt Show. You have people on a show that really don't like morning shows. Blair said, I think I'm falling in love with you, and I went... Why take initiative when you can take a nap? I like keeping it real, and I like keeping it gross. <laughs> so we created a show that we really wanted to hear. It's real, and it's funny, and we will talk about our personal lives. We're not scared of anything. I'm on the phone with your husband, Bart, and he says, I love you. I'm not <laughs> sure that I gave him a confident enough I love you back. And I do have feelings for him. I, I think I'm falling in love with him. What I love most about this show is everybody's vulnerability. And though our perspectives may be different, working together is actually fun. We put the fun and dysfunction. I think it's unlike anything that you've heard before. The Burt Show. Listen to this show on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST, A-Cast. 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 recommends. <laughs>